With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It is another episode of A Fistful of Collars, the Flow Grappling Podcast. And today, myself and Chase are joined by a very special guest, none other than two-time ADCC champion, four-time Nogi World Champion, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Man, the problem is you have so many titles, it's sometimes it's hard to remember. But we have the one and only Yuri Samoys here in the house. Yuri, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Why are you here? What's up? <laughs> what brings you to Austin, Texas? Well, yeah, exactly. What's going on, man? We don't often see you in this part of the world, right? You live in California, so it's kind of nice to see you here in Texas. What's up? Uh, yeah, actually, I come here maybe almost every once in a year. I have a good friend of mine here, uh, Rodrigo Cabral. Uh, he's a black belt, uh, and we used to train in the same team back when I lived in Brazil. Um, and I came here to teach a seminar in his academy and uh, to train with his students too, a bunch of beasts. Yeah, he has a couple of uh, students that I think uh, people are really starting to find out about, right? Because yeah. he is the coach for William Tackett and Cody Steele, right? And That's these right. guys have been tearing it up on the no-gi scene. What's it been like training with those guys? Amazing. I mean, I've been learning a lot. I've always been the kind of guy that like I like to go out there and train with the the best in the game I feel like that's the way to learn and you know they're definitely bringing a new game new style and you know you, you got to update yourself you know you got to train and update yourself if you want to still hang with these beasts <laughs> that's interesting then what's uh what's new what are they doing different a lot of the invert game uh their guard I feel like now nowadays they're doing like more stuff from the back like for playing guard and even in Nogi too, like I feel like a lot of the leg locks or game is changing. People have been doing that in the last couple of years, but it's just getting better and better. And yeah, just they they enjoy training Nogi there too. So I feel like yeah, it's it's good for me. It's good for my jitsu to work with those guys. You know? Yeah, man. Like uh, we've been we've been watching those guys for some time now, right? And we've uh, we've been up to the gym a few times to to film the training there and. Uh, is it as as intense as it as it looks in the videos that we've been putting out? Because those guys, they look like they go hard. Yeah, that's how I like to go too. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty good training for sure. Yeah. Do you find them uh, coming after you? That being the ADCC champ, two time champ, are they trying to test themselves against you, or are they a little bit nervous? Maybe. No, they're super respectful, but I just feel like as competitors, we go hard, and that's how it goes. And I'm okay with that. That's why I came to train with them, you know, and that's good. Um, and even though now, like, I'm more focusing, uh, I'm, my focus is kind of shifting to MMA. I still want to do some no-gi tournaments and stuff, and jiu-jitsu is always going to be part of my life. So, I, you know, it's something I always want to be training, and I always want to, like, 
um, how you say, I want, I always want to kind of like have around me, you know, like even on my path to MMA, I, I never want to be the guy that like just abandoned you and go to like another modality. I always want to like represent you to and train and evolve with it, you know? Well, that's the thing, right? Because, you know, you've, you've had this dream of doing MMA for, well, for as long as I've known you, but I think that since you were a little kid, you always wanted to be an MMA fighter, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's right. It's, it's nice though that, you know, you are jujitsu first, right? Yeah. And then you're going to take that into your MMA career. Let's talk about this then, because um, in terms of jujitsu, I mean, you've done pretty much everything there is to do, you know? Um, like we said, ADCC gold medal, one of the toughest tournaments in the world to win. You did it twice in two different weight classes. Yeah. You know, you were a world no-gi champion multiple times, both weight and absolute. You competed gi. You competed no-gi. You competed every, pretty much every different rule format. So mm-hmm. uh, is it a natural progression for you to go to MMA at this point? Or was it just like, if I do it now, this is like the, the time? Like, what was, what was the kind of the thought process that thought, okay, I need to do this now? I think a bit of both. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, it's something that I always wanted to do. I feel like that's what got me into jiu-jitsu in first place. You know, like I, I would watch like Choke from Hicks and Grace as a, you know, I was eight years old. I don't know any other eight years old that watched that as much as I did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, like I remember saying like I want to do jiu you know, I was so young. And eventually like training jiu-jitsu, I fell in love with jiu-jitsu sports too, you know. Uh, and competing jiu-jitsu and stuff. I wanted to make a name on that sport, and I, I wanted to, you know, conquer something, like accomplish something in that sport. And and you did. Yeah, you and, did and, a lot. And I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, my titles, my accomplishments. But uh, I'm the kind of guy that I'm always looking for a challenge. I, I always want to challenge myself, and that's why you say like I always you you saw me competing in all these different types of rule sets. I feel like. Jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu, you know. If you, if you know jiu-jitsu, you should be able to apply to any rule set that you can grapple. So, you know, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing, uh, I, you know, for a long time, always trying to test myself. And now I think that's the time to, to really challenge myself to, like, the realest, for, realest form of fighting, you know. And I feel like bringing jiu-jitsu and representing jiu-jitsu in that is my next mission. You just uh, announced recently that you signed with 1FC, the MMA promotion based in Singapore. What was that process like? Did they reach out to you? Did you contact them? How did it all come about? Uh, they reached out to me. First, I made a post saying that I re- really wanted to fight. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. I really so you wanted... were just testing, right? Just just saying that you were interested. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I always kind of like liked everything I heard about them. I always heard they're very respectful with their athletes and uh, the way they – they handle their their business and stuff like you know there's some events you hear they don't really care and like i i heard only positive stuff about their organization and i was like you know i also wanted to fight in asia you know back in days like mma scene was always there so i feel like that's were you were were you like an old school pride fan and of course yeah Yeah, man you know back back then we we would have to wake up like 4 a.m to make it to see a live pride event in brazil and i would wake up at every event i was like a big fan for sure um but yeah i feel like you know they they're doing great with their uh events and they're doing great things for the sport of mma and i feel like uh they're the you know it was it was perfect for me to partner up and sign with them and eventually after that post they reach out to me and they start talking and yeah and then we we came with a like they came with a contract and 
like maybe two months ago I signed it. Yeah. Nice. So the question then for us is, when when will we see Yuri Samoy's fight MMA? Uh, so you know, you guys know I had an injury on ADCC, a pretty serious injury. Uh, had to have surgery. I'm already training a while ago. I started training maybe two months ago, and you know it was a tough time. Uh, you know, it's not never easy to get hurt as an athlete, especially when you get such a serious uh, injury. But I'm strong. I'm training again, and um, the, it depends on the doctor for me to to see when I'm gonna fight exactly. He told me September, but I told him I wanted to fight before that. You know, I've had a similar kind of injury on my other knee before, and I was able to compete. Like I was fighting ADCC seven months after that. So and I'm win, winning. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm pretty confident I can, I can fight in July, but it's going to be up to him. I still got to get his clearance for me to fight and stuff. And then once I do that, then I can start thinking about the opponent and everything. But I'm already training every day, Monday through Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Wow. <laughs> What does your uh, training look like? I mean, it's a little bit different than jiu-jitsu. You mentioned uh, you kind of shifted maybe some of the things you're working on. Can you give us uh, some idea on, on what you're doing out there? Um, yeah, I, I've been going to CSA every day uh, in uh, Dublin, California, and I take like two, three classes of strike. I'm just going like mainly for the evening classes there, and then they have sparring two times a week, like in the afternoon, early in the afternoon, and then I go for those as well. I'm still like gradually building my training up like i started like i said training two months ago but i was only able to do a little bit you know and week by week i've been increasing my training to the point where i'm now like uh, sparring and stuff you know so I, you know pretty much 100 percent and you know so yeah my training is gonna i'm still gonna add more stuff as i go but i'm still on that process of like still trying to focus mainly on my healing and once that's like a thousand percent then we can just like focus on just train hard all day you know and who are you working with like uh obviously you know you train with Kyle Terra there yeah. in San Jose he's been your jiu-jitsu coach for years now mm -hmm. and he's been there every step of the way when you won your ADCC titles when you won your world no gi titles but Kyle's not an, M an MMA guy right so yeah. um I'm sure he's going to be involved mm -hmm. but who who is kind of the who did the people who did you go to I'm training with Coach that. Kieran from CSA Combat Sports Academy in Dublin, and he's an amazing coach. Uh, I've been learning so much. Uh, I always heard, like, I've trained in other gyms before, MMA gyms, and I always heard from several fighters that live in the air, like, oh, that's the best place for striking. always heard good stuff about Coach Kieran, and when I finally got to meet him, I was like, okay, I, I realized why all that good talk is about super professional uh, super technical like very detail oriented and you know i think that's something i need coming to mma because i i do recognize that like striking it's would be my number one weakness like i'm pretty confident on my takedowns clinch jiu-jitsu but i really need to work on my strike and that's what i've been doing and you know he's been helping me tremendously on that you know so the as you say there the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu you know that's not a problem for you right you've been training that for so long and we've seen it you know the the wrestling was one of the crucial factors that allowed you to be so uh, successful at adcc because yeah. like people say adcc it really favors wrestling right and mm -hmm. you know you won two times gold medal and you had to go out there and you had to wrestle in every single match so you have the jujitsu you have the wrestling adding the striking in where do you feel right now 
you know, if you use like the, the jujitsu belt system, let's say, you know, you're a black belt in jujitsu, right? But how do you feel in the, are you a, a white belt? Are you a blue belt in the striking? You can't say I'm he's okay a white belt. A white belt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's exciting to be a white belt again, to be honest. I like, uh, I like that I'm learning a lot, that everything is pretty new. And uh, I like that feeling of frustration when you don't get something right away that, uh, works pretty well with me, like makes me go home and drill that exercise, that technique that I didn't learn. I've always been that way. So uh, I would say like I'm a white belt, four stripes, oh, nice. very dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess the the other question is that is you kind of had this idea of MMA, but did you ever did you ever dabble up until now? Is this the first time that you seriously focused on developing the striking skills or had you had you worked it ever in the past yeah so like i've trained growing up like back in brazil i trained like two years in white tie at a gym you know i've trained like in croatia i have a good friend of mine there and i i spent some time in croatia like at the blue belt and stuff back when i was like blue belt in jitsu and i trained with with this friend of mine for months there so who's that who's that that friend he's uh his name is a boy amirkovic he's a a first i think if i'm not mistaken the first black belt in jitsu in croatia wow and uh, he introduced you to krokop right yeah yeah and i train a lot with him yeah introduced me to krokop eagle pro crack all those guys and um i didn't get to train a lot of striking in krokop Luckily, Probably, no, yeah, <laughs> that would have been tough. Um, no, but you know, even Krokop said that, like I'm always welcome to come there and train, and I think that's something I I would definitely be willing to do in the future because nice. big fan of uh, his work and everything he's done. Oh, in, the guy's a legend, he's a legend, right? Yeah. yeah, you got to roll with him, right? I did. So strong, man. That guy's so strong. Yeah, but really cool dude too. You know, uh, and he follows Jitsu. He really? follows ADCC, and he knows a lot of the the grapplers like. You know, think people that I was like, oh, I, didn't, I had no idea this guy knew, you know, who those competitors were. And he was like, he, he apparently follows and really likes uh, to watch jiu-jitsu matches, you know. You were always a big Krokop fan, right, Chase? Absolutely. You know, what was the phrase? Left leg cemetery, right leg hospital? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and the shorts. The shorts are pretty sick, too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> So the uh, this white belt mentality then, let's call it that, right? You're going into the striking, into the MMA with this fresh kind of look like, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know. And I was I wouldn't say I'm a white belt in MMA. I would say I'm a white belt in striking. Right, but you have the white belt mentality that yes. you've gone in there with this idea that okay, I've just I need to learn how to put all these things together because that's the other thing, right? It's like you can be a good wrestler, you can have good jujitsu, and you can learn striking. But then right. MMA, when you have to put all those together, so. How do you think that's going to go for you? Like when you start working on, on your your actual strategies, are you going to go out there and you, are you still going to be a grappler first? Uh, I'm always going to be a grappler. I think you know that's that's who I am. I've been training that for 23 plus years, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm coming to MMA as the jiu-jitsu guy. You know, I, I like that title. I, I don't mind that. I, I want to represent jiu-jitsu and. You know, people say, oh, nowadays it's a mixed martial arts. I agree, but I feel like people that have a, a deep foundation in the modality, they're still the most successful in that sport, I believe. And I feel like that's, you know, that's always going to be my strongest weapon into MMA. And I feel like also that's what defers me from some other jiu-jitsu guys that are really good jiu-jitsu fighters, but maybe they rely a lot on grips and they and they don't really have the takedown aspect, which to me, I don't think it's a problem. I always worked my judo 
rest uh, freestyle uh, Greco Roman. Like I always try to like learn from different modalities to make my grappling game complete. And I feel like now bringing that to MMA, uh, I have to be confident on that as well. At the same time that I'm aware of how much work I put, I have to put on my striking. I'm also aware of what I'm bringing. Uh, you know, with all my background experience in jujitsu and grappling and all of that. You know. And what's it like grappling with MMA guys? Because it's uh, it's very different to jujitsu, right? Yeah, it is different. Uh, I feel like the ground and pound mainly it's what makes it like you you can't get hit and stuff like that. Like you you want to like protect yourself from strikes too when you don't have that in uh, jujitsu. But you you can also get on positions and and uh, how you say land strikes and expose them for submissions easier than in a match where the guy can just hide his limbs and you know. Once he realizes he's going to lose, he can just, like, focus on not getting tapped. You see, we see that a lot in grappling. And that's one of the things I liked about combo jiu-jitsu is you can't really do that because if you're just like this, you're going to start getting slapped and you're going to become vulnerable. You really have to be active, you know. And I feel like it's kind of like that MMA, just more uh, savage. <laughs> <laughs> more consequences. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Chase trained some combat jiu-jitsu recently. I, I, I went up with Cody Steele, and uh, you, you shot an episode with Fix My Game with Reed last night. I mm-hmm. shot a combat jiu-jitsu episode of Cody, and he's very nice to me. He's okay. very, very gentle. But it, it slept you a lot? Not too much. He showed <laughs> me that he could, though. He showed me that I was very yeah. vulnerable, and it was it was eye-opening experience for me because I, I haven't done MMA or anything and like that. And you see how like how effective the, the strikes, like how they can expose you for submissions. and Absolutely. I didn't yeah. know what to do with my hands because before you can kind of frame, but if you're just hanging out there and not really guarding your face, you're going to get hit. So for sure. MMA yeah. is much worse, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Have you started playing with that yet? You know, the adding the strikes into your grappling? Yeah, I have? I have been. Uh, st- I have started doing that. Yeah, and I, you know, like I'm even in the sparring. I'm trying to like get used. To, even I'm not like trying to hit so hard, but just like getting used to uh, punching as I do the transitions on the ground. You know, I lo- I watch a lot of like Habib's fights. He's really mm-hmm. good at that. He he's good. Like you see, Damon, he's excellent. You know. Uh, on the ground, of course, probably the best jiu-jitsu fighter right now, you know, one of the best jiu-jitsu fighters ever, but you see how, like, Habib's ground is also very, very good, probably not as good in transitions on the ground and submissions as Damian, but you see how well he puts his strikes as he does his transitions on the ground, you know, so I'm definitely looking up to those guys coming to MMA, and, like, I feel like that would, like, suit my game pretty well, you know? That was going to be my question, actually, because you mentioned about how Hickson was an inspiration for you when you were a little kid, right? For sure. Inspiration for, for many a lot of, of people, us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and not just because of what he did in, in jiu-jitsu, but MMA also, and the, the real Valetudo, right? The right. real fighting. But um, you mentioned there about how you're a big fan of Khabib, and you, you're obviously, like us, a big fan of Damian Maya. Who else do you look at in the modern MMA and you maybe see something in the style that you like. Is there is there anybody that you look at and you you know you like what they do? Um, I like to watch uh, Verdun. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, yeah, you guys know each other, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Like I grew up training at this under the same instructor that gave him his black belt and stuff. So we're like in the same team, but he was in, a, in another state. But he would always come close to the big tournaments to the team that I train at and. Uh, yeah, like we all like everyone in my class looked up to him, you know. You know, all the guys they were 
coming up in jiu-jitsu with me there and going to the class. He was the guy from the gym, and, you know, being able to be there and watch him grow in MMA, it was, it was really cool. And, and you guys have something in common as well because he obviously did very well in ADCC too, right? That's so, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, do yeah, you for a, sure. I look up to him, and yeah, there are other fighters too that I look up to. But what are, we, what are you no, saying? No, I was just wondering about. Do, do you ever talk to Verdum? Then, like, does he? Does he? Have you talked to him about your plans to go to MMA? Oh, has, for sure. Has yeah, he given you him. any kind he's of advice? Super, he's super stoked too. Um, still want to train with him and learn because uh, I, I I train a, like a lot of jiu-jitsu with him, especially like the last couple of years, uh, help him prepare for some fights and like just training jiu-jitsu. But uh, you know, I would. I would be like stoked to learn from him in MMA, you know, and I never got the opportunity to learn anything like that with him because my focus was always grappling. But now, uh, you know, when in the right time, I'll, I'll plan a trip there to, to train with him and learn some for sure. What about the uh, the experience that he has to offer? Have you ever have you ever talked about it? Has he ever given you any kind of advice or just shared with you something from his? Oh, for sure. Career? He always he always gives me a lot of like uh, valuable advice for sure yeah he's a good friend that's cool wow. mm-hmm. Just, you couldn't ask for somebody better right a right. former ufc heavyweight champion adcc standout so yeah, he's a legend man mm. uh, going oh, yeah. sorry go ahead yeah yeah no i was just gonna say he's a legend and when you know him you see that he's more than that he's also a really great guy you know really? every everyone around the guy loves him he's just really good got a really good energy and he deserves all the success that he has, you know. We see him sometimes at the jiu-jitsu tournaments in California, right? Yeah. He comes oh, by. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got yeah. to meet, actually, him uh, in, in Korea at the Spider Tournament. He was there when he had a match with uh, Lucas Hulk, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was super cool. He didn't recognize me or anything like that, but he was still very friendly, very open to, to doing stuff on camera. So, yeah, Vadrum is really cool. You trained with Fabrizio for that match, right? You did, yeah, did some preparation. That match, yeah, yeah. That's great, right? So it's nice that you have that little exchange. You can help him with grappling, and yeah. hopefully he can help I you learn, with MMA. I learned from him a lot in grappling, too, you know. Mm. He's been black belt for when I was, like, an orange belt. So he has a lot of, like, jiu-jitsu experience, too, that I can learn from him. But, yeah, for sure, we we helped each other on training, and it was a great experience, man. That's cool. Would, uh, would something like UFC, you know, like, be a goal later on? Because you're not young. Right, you're not like a kid going into MMA now. You've had this grappling career, which has you know been your focus for years, mm-hmm. and move into uh, to MMA now. You've you've decided, okay, one championship is gonna where I'm gonna make my debut, and you're gonna you're gonna you know work there. But do you have that goal to maybe one day fight in like the UFC or a big promotion? Or yeah, I do, but at the same time, I'm like very grounded in the moment right now. Uh, I know that that's also like only going to happen depending on my outcome on this tournament, and that's my focus. I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to worry about the future, what's going to happen next. I'm really just stoked to sign with one right now, and uh, you know, build a career with them. Right now, I wouldn't say that's all my plans, but who knows in the future, maybe that you know that could happen for sure. Nice. I like the way you 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 thinking one fight at a time. Then Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not going into it with this idea that I'm going to be a UFC heavyweight champion or no. something like that, right? No, no. Yeah, the same mentality in jiu-jitsu. Like, you know, you go to a tournament, people are like, oh, how many fights you have? I always say one, the first one, you know. You, you don't know. You, you, you're you going to see you have four fights. You lose the first one, you go home. You shower, you go home. <laughs> so, you, you know, you got to uh, one fight at a time, like you said. Yeah. I just want to ask, yeah, going back to the comparison between Khabib and, and Damien, 
I feel like it's a bit of a simplification, but Khabib is like a pressure fighter. He really puts the pace on guys, and Damien is a little more like trap-based, I feel like. Do you see yourself fighting more like Khabib, like really you know, grinding guys down like he does and wearing on them, or like Damien being very strategic and, and calculated? I mean, I can't. It's um, I feel silly comparing myself to these guys because I haven't <laughs> even had any MMA fight yet, but if I, if I would... Like grappling wise, if I would put my jiu-jitsu and my grappling, uh, compare that with them, I feel like I would be somewhere in between them. Yeah, yeah. So like sort of half half of the energy that Khabib brings and that kind of pressure, and but still, I use yeah because I, I use a lot of pressure strategy. pass and stuff. But right. I also go for the back. I, I also mm. trust my guard. You know, uh, there are not many people out there that were able to pass my guard, and you know, so I, I'm. I feel like I also bring some elements that Habib doesn't use because he doesn't need to use. His game is his game, you know? Right. But I'm saying, like... He's uh, wrestling first, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, you know, as far as clinch it, uh, clinching, takedowns, and jiu-jitsu transitions and all of that, you know, like, I, I feel confident doing it all, you know? It's just like you said, putting the piece together, you know, adding the strike, the ground-and-pound aspect, and combining, combining with it, you know? Man, it's exciting to see what kind of uh, – because it's like a recipe, right? You have all the different ingredients, and it's like what what's the final thing going to look like? I'm right. excited to see. Yeah. But let's uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk um, – let's go back to talk a little bit about the jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and the grappling because yep. you have these, these years of experience. And I'm not sure if maybe even you can answer this because of how many amazing moments you've had. But I want to know if there is one moment that really stands out in your grappling career from the last... As far as, like, winning a title? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's even something that you learned by by not winning, <laughs> you know? Is there is there a moment that really stands out for you where good or bad? Um, I would say good. <laughs> let's focus let's, on the positive. Let's go with the good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I think ADCC 2015 was a very great accomplishment just because the way everything happened... You know, like I, I remember one year before I won the world's division absolute, and usually the guy who does that usually gets invited. And I remember waiting, like I was like, because I always wanted to fight ADCC. You know, it was a big dream of mine, and I, I was waiting, waiting, and then finally, like I think less than two months, just like about two months for the tournament, I was one of the last guys to be invited. I was so, so stoked. And then they said that I had to go on the 192, like 88 kilogram, 194, 88 kilograms division. And I'm, I, I remember at the time I had to lose like 25 pounds. I was like, I'm doing it. I, I was doing it with a smile because I wanted to make it happen. And also like it happened in my country. It yeah, was in Brazil. It was in Sao Paulo, It was right? in Sao Paulo. Yeah. And I remember like the, the edition that they had in, in Sao Paulo before that was in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember reading the magazine with my father at the time, and I was like, "That next time that that happens, we gotta go watch it." So it was pretty cool to be fighting and winning the next time. So I think like that made it very special, you know. Besides like all the hard work that I put on, like it's really not just the the two months that I had to prepare. It was my whole life bringing into that tournament. So. It was definitely it, it definitely had a uh, special taste, you know. That was a wild tournament as well. That was yeah. really tough. Yeah. Uh, I for a start, I mean, you mentioned about the weight cut. I remember seeing you at eighty eight kilos. Man, you were so skinny. Like I, I, I'm amazed you even managed to get down to that weight cut. Like that yeah. weight. You've got to make weight three days in a row. Every day, so, yeah, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's not your natural weight class by any means. So it was amazing you did it. But the matches that you had at that tournament as well, uh, you fought Keenan in the final, right? Yep, I did. Yeah, yeah. that was a wild one. Yeah. Uh, what was it like, though, the, the sensation of having the Brazilian crowd there all cheering, your family in the stand? Did that add to it? Yeah, I mean, the, the atmosphere there was, was great. Um, there was so many people. I remember so much noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Brazilian crowd was great, but at, at, in some matches I was gonna go against uh, their co- like some of the the guys that the crowd was there cheering for, so they would go against me too, you know. So I had to deal with that. But against the the foreigners, they would go for myself. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was good to just it was good to fight home, and it was good to have my family there, and you know, just winning ADC, fighting ADCC was a dream, you know, let alone win the tournament and first on my time country. Well, yeah, right? You know, to win gold in the first ADCC yeah. performance, that's actually uh, something that a lot of people don't do because ADCC being such a difficult tournament, it usually takes some, a lot of people, They maybe it's like their second or their third ADCC, they finally have the understanding and the experience to be able to win gold. But you did it first time. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was... I was really stoked. I was really like proud of that accomplishment because you got you got to work hard to win that tournament. You know, it's it's not a small tournament. It, you're gonna fight the best of the world from the first match on, and you better be ready for that. You know, if you're going to that tournament, and it was it was rewarding for sure. Yeah. And then you came back two years later in Finland, and you did it again, and this time in a different weight division. Let's yeah. talk a little, bit, a little bit about that. The 2017 ADCC. That was uh, also a very special tournament. Again, it's ADCC. A win ADCC, it's always special. But I feel like what made it, what made that tournament special as well was the fact that uh, I had uh, ACL surgery um, seven months prior to my to my ADCC, and that the doctor told me there would be no way that I could fight that tournament, and and this and that. And then, you know, when he left, I was like. I told my mom, screw that doctor. I'm screwing that <laughs> He doesn't know uh, what he's talking about. He did a great about. job. He did a great job. I'm more joking than anything on that. But I did, like, say, oh, you know, I'm still going to do it. And, you know, it it, it took a lot of uh, mental effort. It took a lot of uh, will to get back. Because I remember when I had that surgery, too, I put on a lot of weight. And, you know, I was kind of feeling down after that surgery because, you know, you're always competing active and that's a big, you know, time off, you know, a big setback. So it took a lot of will for me to get back in such a short time and win that tournament. You know, I was limited on my training. I couldn't do certain things and stuff, so I had to adapt my training. And, you know, it's challenging because it was a heavier weight class, you know, coming off of an injury. But I feel like I was born for, like, ADCC rules, you know. Like, I really like when I step, when I step there to compete, I feel really good, and um, it just feels like it comes off natural, like to to compete on that tournament. You know, like I don't even have this much adrenaline. I would say at that tournament compared to even other tournaments. I don't know. It's just something about it. So I, everything worked out perfectly, and yeah, it was amazing to win the second title there, man. Again, you had some really tough matches um, at the, the the tournament in Finland. Uh, Man, you, every ADCC is difficult, but it feels like your <laughs> ADCC gold medals, you really had to earn those, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, for sure. It was like the the battle started way before the, the those matches, you know, but it was worth it. Yeah. 
let's not forget we uh we did a film on you we on that, that piece mm-hmm. what was that like was that was that a little weird to have the cameras kind of following you the day before through your weight cut i think we even in the massage room at one point <laughs> how how was that whole it know, was fine like yeah. yeah the guys were great it was good it was not not a big deal yeah, it was good smooth was i was i was a little sorry i was a little um amazed that you took your clothes off and you jumped in the the freezing cold lake in the yeah, Finland. <laughs> it's good to wake up, you know. Like sometimes when you're like, you, oh, you're, you're just like in the room, locked for for the fight, and you have all that adrenaline. I feel like that a little bit of like a shock, you know, just to get yourself awake. I feel like it's good. I like that kind of stuff, ice baths and stuff like that. I, I'm all about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure that we ever told this story before, but. Um, there was one bad thing that happened that day, right? Because while we're filming you, or not not us, but while the Flow Grappling team are following you around and filming you, that's the day that one of our cameramen dropped his camera in the lake. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, cup, a couple thousand dollars worth of oh, camera equipment. Splash. A worthy sacrifice, though, because the movie came out great. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, we were there every step of the way, and it was, it was really cool. But yeah, yeah. you're right about how... The, the the Finland event was so different to the one in 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 Sao Paulo and very different to the most recent one in 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 California because mm-hmm. it wasn't Helsinki right it was in this little town called Espoo which is like yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah. thirty minutes outside of Helsinki Helsinki and it was a really quiet sleepy little town right I remember walking around and just being amazed there was never anybody in the streets mm-hmm. you never saw people you know they lived there but it was always so quiet. And I can remember just kind of like every all the fighters in the hotel and stuff. It must be weird to be in a, such a foreign environment and have to go out there and perform athletically. It's like, is it is it a, a challenge from compared to Brazil where you're more comfortable? You know, I've competed everywhere, man. I've competed, uh, you know, like coming up like blue, purple, but I competed Euros all the way to blue through black belt. Scandinavian Open before, like I think when I was purple, I competed in England. I think I met you in England. Even no, before. I didn't. No, I uh, met you in Brazil yeah, I, after. I did, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I competed in England. I competed like Bulgaria. So I, I'm used to competing in other countries, you know, Australia, US, Brazil. So I, I feel like that didn't affect me that much, you know. And I, I went to Europe many times too before that, either for competition or uh, seminar, or whatever. So. It it didn't really like shock me that much, but I can see how maybe someone that only com- uh, competed in a tropical place, like a warm place, and go- went there and it's the first time ever compete, it could affect them or not or help them. It, you know, it could influence somehow. But to me, it was whatever. Yeah, man, jujitsu has really taken you all over the world, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the craziest place you ever competed? You know, I did <laughs> one time. I went to Malaysia and I was just like a referee for like a, they had like a some sort of reality show there like a fighting reality show really yeah and then they were like uh you had to um select some th- those fighters that were doing the trials for striking grappling all, all kinds of stuff i don't remember the name of the event or anything i don't think it's it's uh still on the, the event but uh yeah it was like in 2013 i believe and I was refereeing the whole day on the grappling part, and then the end, the owner of the event, like, was like, it, it was at the mall. This this thing was happening in a huge mall in Malaysia, and the owner of the the event was like, man, you know, if you're down to fight to compete, we can call 
some guys from the crowd and then you can go against them and each time they will start with 500 whatever money it's in in malaysia they, they will start with that and each time you tap them you get 100 for yourself you have a limit of five times tapping them in like three minutes you know so i went against a guy that had no idea in the beginning i was like <laughs> tapping a couple of times made the, the the money and then i got a purple belt on the second match and uh, like i think i tapped him three times he was like running around and like he also wanted to keep his money too because you know if i didn't tap them they they kept oh he them. gets money yeah right. so, so he like, has to kind of survive yeah so i was right. like come here chasing him around the <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun yeah it was pretty interesting because it's like nobody then did jujitsu you know it's like an mma thing but right. even at the time there people were even f uh, familiarized with mma you know, or any anything else, uh, let alone jiu-jitsu. So it was interesting to see the crowd's reaction and stuff. It was cool. Yeah. But it sounds like the old circus sideshow, right? You know when <laughs> they have the, like the, man yeah, like right they have the carnival <laughs> and they have the guy there and it's like, okay, guys, come on up. If you last five minutes, you get paid. Yeah, something <laughs> like that for sure. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't yeah. even know that still happens. That's incredible. Yeah. And you fought some pretty cruel places as well. Like you fought in places like you fought in Russia, right? You fought in. Uh, Russia, Chechnya, yeah, yeah, Chechnya was interesting too. Yeah, very, very different. different culture. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wow, man, you really have been around. But um, just uh, just talk a little bit about like the sort of the future as well for 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 you because you know uh, how old are you now? You're about twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, right. So you know you've been involved in in jujitsu for so long. I think the big question though that people have is, does that mean? Now you're going to MMA, you're going to stop fighting and grappling? Not immediately. I still want to do some matches. I still want to get that wrestling jiu-jitsu match, you know? Right. You, know, you like caused a, a bit of a stir. What was that? Beginning yeah, of the summer? Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I was the first guy to put that idea out there. You know, just that's just facts. You can go and you can see. I, and I was very respectful, actually, uh, with the with my uh, opponent that I challenged accomplishment and everything. But, you know, I wanted to test myself, you know, especially like I told you, I like, I'm the kind of guy that likes to challenge myself. I'm not saying I'm going to take him down or anything, but I feel like I'm confident on my game and I want to give it a shot, you know. So I challenge him and it never happened. I feel like a lot of people criticize me for that. Well, and well, and now they who. have all those uh, <laughs> grappling, wrestling matches going on. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Like, I, I had the idea for that, guys. <laughs> well, let's talk about who, because uh, you, ADCC, two-time champion, you wanted to put out this request to take a high-level wrestler, a person from the world of wrestling, and compete against them. Who who was it that you were looking for the match with? Um, I challenged Kyle Schneider uh, for a grappling match. Not like a grappling match, like a cross, either cross rule match, a wrestling. I could fight on wrestling rules, whatever. I just wanted to go against him and, and test my, my stand up, and that's it. So, world champion Kyle Snyder, the Olympic American champion. Yeah. Olympic champion. Yeah. This guy, phenomenal. Why, why call out somebody like Kyle Snyder? Like, you know, people might think, I feel like oh, he's, hang on. He, so, okay, sorry. No, go people ahead. might think that's a little, uh, a little overconfident, maybe, ambitious. you know, ambitious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it would be ambitious for him to. Beat me in grappling, right? Right. Yes. So I feel like I, I, he didn't say that. Of course, I, I put up the challenge, but I, to me, it was just like I feel like in grappling, I, I feel like I won most of the the most important tournaments in grappling, uh, and I did most of my victories. I got a takedown scored on them, and 
you know, it's not like I was going against clueless guys in, in standing. You know, I competed against uh, judo black belt Olympia medal uh, silver medalist uh, Travis Stevens. I took him down. All respect for him, great. And it was in a in a jiu-jitsu match. You know, it was not like a judo takedown, but it was a jiu-jitsu match. It was still a takedown. And you know, I, I've always been the kind of guy that like to go out there and and just just challenge myself and put myself in those positions where people think you know. I'm, Maybe I'll get beaten on and end up proving them wrong in the end. So I, I feel like I'm not saying I'm going to take him down, but I feel like I I have a chance, man. I have a chance to go against him. I truly believe that, you know. And especially if it's in a cross uh, rule mat format. Like a hybrid rules kind yeah, of Yeah, like a hybrid rules. I think that that would be that would make uh, like more sense for the both of us. But even if it had to be in wrestling, I would still, you know, go there and give my best, you know. And – Again, just because I have so much respect for wrestling. I train wrestling a lot for ADCC, for Nogi Worlds, you know, and I worked, I, I've trained Olympian wrestlers, I've trained Division One wrestlers, I trained a lot of like wrestling judo guys as well when I had the chance. So, uh, you know, to me, it's not like, oh, it's new if I would do a wrestling tournament, wrestling rules, but not in the sense of like, I have trained against, like, with the, the best guys in the game too, you know, and. I, I feel like confident going out there and just uh, uh, going hard. Yeah. Now we've seen a number of wrestlers test the themselves now in this hybrid rules format. We saw uh, Bo Nickel have a match with Gordon Ryan. Pat Downey has had a couple of hybrid wrestling matches. He's got another one coming up soon. So wrestlers have have recognized that there is something there, right? They've now seen that through the popularity of things like ADCC and these super fights, they've seen that there is an opportunity to compete. Do you think now that actually that gives you a better chance of making this match happen with Carl Snyder? I hope so. (laughs) You hope he's watching. Yes, I hope he's watching. I hope Flo Wrestling's watching. Flo Wrestling, turn it on. (laughs) Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Would, Would you take a wrestling match with somebody else or does it have to be him? I mean, like, that's the that's the question. I feel like you'd have to have to be someone as accomplished as I am in grappling, you know? That's what I feel like. So it has to be somebody who's got the titles yeah. the, the, in their domain, in their world, that match up with your four World No-Gi medals, with your two I mean, ADCC not exactly medals. match up, but I feel like somewhere but Something on or, the same kind yeah, of level. Yeah, I so. think so. There can't be too many guys there like that that exist, though, right? Because you, you won a lot in grappling, so... <laughs> yeah, but... I f- yeah, either him or someone on that level, but I would like to go against him, yeah. I, I like that would him. be a cool match. Man, we'd like to see it. I know for yeah. sure we'd love to see you in a hybrid wrestling rules match. But uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about grappling again, though. You say that, you know, you, you're not completely gone from the world of grappling, okay? You, you're very interested in this hybrid wrestling style match. But mm-hmm. the question is, are we still going to see you come back? Are you going to compete? ADCC in 2021. Are you going to compete in Superfights? I plan to. I plan to compete on ADCC to 221. But uh, I can't say 100% because I don't know what the future holds now me going to MMA and stuff. I definitely know I'm I'm not like completely stopping with grappling now. I still have some things that I want to go and I want to compete. But I would say that's not my top priority anymore. But I'm not done with grappling, you know. I I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say that. 
because we'd hate to lose you. <laughs> That's the thing, man. We, you know, Don't I, worry, we're guys. selfish. We're not going yeah. so soon. Okay, yeah. good. Because I love, I love seeing jujitsu guys go and test themselves in MMA. I love it. I love it when uh, one of our guys can go and represent, and they can show what jujitsu is capable of in the ring or in the cage. But I hate it when those guys go and they don't come back, you know? <laughs> it hurts me, man. Like, there are so many amazing athletes over the years who made the transition and we never got them back. I'm thinking about guys like Jacare. I'm thinking even Damien, you know, he went to MMA. He never came back to grappling. So, yeah. you know, I would... I feel uh, like that will change, though. Don't you agree with, like... I feel like grappling is becoming bigger. People are getting paid better for the, to do those fights. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons that some of those guys left in first place. And now you see less people going because maybe because of that. I don't know. Well, I think it's interesting because you didn't have to go to MMA. It is right. a choice, right? Yes. It's like I think back in the day, people had to mm-hmm. because of the money, the financials, right? It just wasn't possible to have a career. But you've been doing okay, right? Yeah. I think uh, to me, it's not really like about the money. It's really like something that I want to accomplish. There's something just like... It's part of of my like plan joining jiu-jitsu and martial arts from when I was young. I, it's part of like I have to do that. I don't want to be like 50 or 6 years old and look back and be like, "Oh, I wish I would have done that," you know. I, I want to do it now, you know. Nice, nice. So, let's just look forward to the next couple of weeks because we've got a ton of live events coming up on Flow Grappling and love to get your opinion on uh, on a couple of them. Just get your analysis from a, somebody who, who knows so well. Uh, okay. We have Grapple Fest coming up this weekend. A um, couple of interesting matches. Uh, the Ruotolo brothers, both mm-hmm. of them are in action. You've been watching those kids? They're good. Yeah, right? I watched some of their matches. They're really good. So, we've got Ty Ruotolo is going up against uh, Dante Leon in a... a a title eliminator match I believe it is um, and then Cade his twin brother is going up against uh, Ashley Williams so is Ashley an ADCC veteran no he's Kasai veteran right Kasai veteran I, yeah that's yeah. right and uh, Adam Wodzinski up against John Blank from 10th Planet and these are submission only super matches do you have any thoughts on any of the matches you can take a look at the card as well if that's going to be interesting man I don't know now you put me on the spot <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think about these seventeen-year-old Ruotolo brothers, though, man? These I think twins? they're really—they're doing really good. They have a bright future in grappling. I mean, it doesn't take much. You can just watch the match, and you agree with me. But yeah, um, I think they're—they're they're in the right path. Yeah. Um, you think like you're asking my opinion between his match and Dante, though? I mean, you know Dante, right? Dante is a phenomenal athlete. Do you think it's—it's it's kind of—is it a too much? for a 17-year-old purple belt to go up against a black belt no-gi world champion? It's a big challenge, right? I think so. I mean, not that it's too much. I don't want to sound like that. I feel like anything is possible, and those guys, they're hungry. They want to they make it. But I feel like maybe right now I would give the advantage for Dante just because, like, he's a little older. You know, he's uh, stronger. He look, looks stronger than the other kid, and... Uh, he is being more active on the black belt tournaments and the other guys who coming up, you know. So I think for that match, but but then again, I can't just say for sure, you know, like everything can happen in jiu-jitsu. Because what about the idea then of the purple belt against the black belt? Because Chase, mm. you you've, you have thoughts about that too, right? I do. I do have some thoughts. You know, in, in Nogi, it's, it's much more common to have, you know, mixed belt matches. ADCC, for example, anyone can qualify if they win the trials. But in the Gi, there's a big 
stigma or controversy surrounding uh, a purple belt taking on a black belt. I think it's kind of silly, man. I think uh, there could be an arrangement where you could qualify for like a pro tournament at any belt color if you win a trials event. But um, in my opinion, I think that there are a lot of really talented teenage athletes, maybe 17, 18 years old, that could start their professional careers earlier instead of becoming 21. Uh, and it's kind of holding them back, in my opinion. I think that we can't, they can't get these gi matches. They kind of have to do no gi to get uh, elevated to that pro level. What do you think about that? Am I on the wrong path, or is just something to that? So, uh, what is exactly your question again? Maybe Sorry. just um, no. What do you think about the idea of like the purple belt against the black belt? Yeah. You know, do you uh, in no gi, I think it's it's all right. It's like grappling, right? So in ADCC that can happen. Uh, some tournaments that can happen. So. I don't know in the gi though. I don't know. It's just like kind of weird. It's just, mm. just. I mean, it's tradition, right? It's it, like yeah, it's exactly. a, there's a lot it's of history like there. Against the tradition. Mm. So, but I think like no gi, it's, it's all right to do that. You know, there were some tournaments. I think the Abu Dhabi Pro used to be used brown to and black belts. belts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But usually didn't go well for the for the brown belts, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just. I don't know. I I think like the gi should just stay the way it is and. I feel like Nogi, it's growing. The the new tournaments, the new uh, events that are coming up, I think they're great for the sport. And it's fine, I feel like, to if the guy has a, a great level in grappling, you know, in Nogi, I think it's okay for you to, to go against a higher belt. I don't know, that's just my opinion. Did you ever try that? Did you ever have a match when you were a purple or a brown belt? Did you ever have a match against somebody else who, who wasn't? I think the same when I was a blue color? belt, I had a match in Nogi with a purple belt. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, how did that feel? Did that feel like weird, like you say, you know, because the, the belts should, they always. It was in no, uh, it was Nogi, you know, so. Ah. I don't know. It, yeah, it, for me, in my head, it was like, oh, I'm going against a purple belt. I was just a blue belt, but it was fine. It, yeah. Interesting. I, mean, I won the match, so it was <laughs> oh, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> it went great. So uh, we have another big event coming up on Flow Grappling very soon. Uh, Third Coast Grappling is taking place here in Houston, Texas, on March 14th. Now this is a, a, a stacked card. We have an absolute ton of very big, very recognizable names, and the main event is a no time limit submission only match with Gordon Ryan against Patrick Gaudio. What do you think about that? A no-gi match, no time limit, and submission only? Man, that's a hard question because, like, Patrick is kind of like my friend, so we train together sometimes. Uh, but you can't deny how great Gordon is, has been doing lately. He's been doing really well. Um, it's going to be a – is a submission only? Mm-hmm. No time limit. So it just goes think, until one of I them I think taps. these rule set favors uh, uh, Gordon. He's – done more tournaments i mean that's just facts right it's he's done a lot more tournaments he's done well on those tournaments of uh, sub only um don't think i've ever seen patrick do submission only right yeah but i feel like he deserves some respect for you know going in against a guy that does that a lot you know that's hats 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 off hats mm-hmm. off for him yeah mm-hmm. um but i don't know i think by on the numbers gordon i think is a favorite for that one uh feel like just because like i said he's done a lot more sub only uh matches like i feel like you can't just say he's gonna win for sure because that's that's not how it happens in grappling anything can happen i truly believe that but he would like be the favorite for that match yeah 
What do you think about no time limit matches in general? You know, we don't see too many of them. Um, I, I can't say I've ever been to one in person. Is that something that you're you're interested in? Do you think it's a good idea? Is it more realistic? What do you, uh, what, what do you mean more realistic? I mean, because you can... In a fight, there's no time limit. There's yeah. no clock in a real fight, more right? More self-defense oriented, <laughs> you could say. Some people might. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, looking for that side is interesting. I would definitely do it. I yeah. I think there was maybe if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago I almost did it, but it ended up not happening. Super a super fight. But um yeah, why not, man? I would be able to, I would be down to do it for sure. Um I think MMA is more realistic, right? Mm, true. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> no that but, is a fight. <laughs> no, I hear, I, hear, I hear what you're saying though. I get it. Yeah. I think like that would be interesting for sure. Going on, on a, uh, that rule set it's something I've never done before. I would I would be down to do that before I stop competing grappling for sure. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's a very interesting challenge, right? Because it would I think it would really change your strategy as well, right? You wouldn't be able to just go out there really hard and try tap the guy quick. And if there's there are different ways to go hard, you know, you can go right. hard playing for like to take to get a takedown. You you can play smooth and go hard on the right opportunity. I mean. Uh, I would still go hard. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be there for an hour. Like, let's just get this over with. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I would go to win. That's my mentality, but uh, whatever it takes. But I, would, I feel like going hard is just part of my it's part of my game. So, you know, maybe I would have to dose my, uh, like, um, sprint, my burst throughout the fight. But um, I would still go hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a very interesting uh, match on here as well. Uh, Pat Downey, the uh, the well-known uh, American freestyle wrestler, is taking on Nick Rodriguez in a hybrid match. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not exactly sure. Rules, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what these hybrid rules are because I think it's designed to not be a pure wrestling match. It's going to give points for submission. So, for example, if Downey scores a takedown, he'll get a point for that. But if Nick manages to get a submission, that's like a point for that. So they kind of they're gonna they're gonna add up the points at the end of the match to see exactly how that's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've been watching Nick Rodriguez because you know he was I in watch, your division. He was on my right? division. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about his uh, progression so far? I think he's doing good, man. You know, I do think he likes to run his mouth. I, I don't like that a lot, but. Uh, I think as far as what he's been doing, he deserves respect for uh, stepping, coming from a different sport and, you know, doing well in another sport. Uh, that's admirable, you know. He he deserves the respect for that. And he's tough. He has good top game, has good takedowns. Yeah, maybe one day I'll get a match with him. It'll be cool. Because, nice. uh, you know, he came into ADCC and he got the silver medal, right? And that's like... That's not an easy thing to do, you know. You have to be able, you have to have some kind of ability to kind of even get that far in ADCC. But you're saying though that the, you respect his talents, but the, maybe the attitude could be different. I don't know, man. I don't know if it, a lot of the guys now they're just like playing a character and they're liking to talk and stuff just to become relevant. Um, I don't really like that stuff, you know. If I do say something, I really mean it. Like I'm not trying to like make myself a character or something like that so whatever everyone do their own thing and i respect that in the sense that you do whatever you want but if you ask me if that's something i like i don't like that yeah do you think it's a cultural thing like could be do you think it's not just cultural between america and brazil but also maybe wrestling and jujitsu culture 
yeah, I think that that could be it for sure. Because there's not a lot of trash talking like in Brazil in general, right? And I think this is something that maybe Americans don't get. It's like Brazilians, they like to make fun of each other all the time. But there's a certain line that you don't cross with the trash talk, right? Right. Could you explain a little bit what it's like, the difference? Because you've lived in America a long time now. So I think you have yeah, a good understanding. you put it right. right. You, put it, you probably describe it better than I would be able to. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I don't know, there's certain things... This is a martial art at the end of the day, you know? So, um, I don't know. I feel like I that's not something I would do. I, I wouldn't act like that in jiu-jitsu. Or I, I think I wouldn't act like that, period, you know? Uh, I'm, I mean, unless it becomes something personal, I can see myself, like, retaliating or saying something. But, I'm, you know, I'm usually not, like, about that. I don't like that stuff personally, you know? And... I think that's just the way I was raised, you know. Maybe there's some Brazilians I like to to talk to and stuff, but I feel like also uh, the way the jiu-jitsu grew there, it's like once you're you're doing that, you you get it. You you just don't you just don't act like that, you know. So now I think there's a lot of change happening and stuff. And like you said, there's maybe a culture influence, like a sports conflict or something. I don't know, man. I would just keep doing my thing and the way I believe it's right. Nice. Because Gordon is not from wrestling. He's a 100% jiu-jitsu guy. True. But he comes in and he has his 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 things that he <laughs> says. And he says a lot, but he competes and he backs it up. So, you know, it's we can It's the jersey. It's you, the jersey. It is influence. jersey, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's where these guys are from in the States because they're both from New Jersey. And people in New Jersey do have a reputation of being a little bit more <laughs> confrontational, a little bit more aggressive. They talk a lot, right? Maybe it's and that. And for some people, too, that I think that's part of their strategy. Maybe... I don't know. I can't say that's what Gordon does, but I feel like some people use that to get on their opponent's mind and, you know, in a way, like, get some momentum or something. Kind of psych them out before the match even starts. I guess, you know, and it could be culture, like you said. It's just, like, at the end of the day, I'm not about that. So, you know, do I have anything personal against someone that does that? No, I think everyone is free to do whatever they want to do, but that's not the way I want to do it for me. You know, that's it. That's just my personal opinion. Would you like to? Would you like to see um, more of that traditional martial arts that you mentioned? The kind of the values, like the respect, like the the the, the honor. Would you like to see more of that? Would you like to see it go back the other way, or you know, because you say you're happy for people to talk talk shit, but I think there's some things. To be honest, uh, that it's good that it changed. Like if you ask me now, oh, what? I'm, maybe I, I'm not sure exactly to tell you all oh, G's and G's and G's but mm. I feel like some things about the old school style were polished and I think I'm happy with it but I feel I do feel like the core values have to to be kept on the mats and like how you act as a jiu-jitsu a fighter that's the way I learn it anyway as a jiu-jitsu athlete or martial artist whatever you want to call it I feel like there's a way that you got to carry yourself and uh, then again that's just my personal belief man you know I'm not going to take my opinion and say, oh, that's how it should be, you know. It's just my idea. But we'll see. I feel like part of it was good to, to change, like I said, to be polished. And then part of it, I think it's going too far. Personally, I think that. Yeah. But you think that it was good? Uh, but that somewhere it's, uh, in between, I think it's good. You think it's good that it's evolved a little bit, maybe as jujitsu, ju- as, uh, especially as it's become, you know, like we have a professionalized. Professionalized. There's almost For a sure. professional For side sure. to grappling now. For sure. And I feel exist, like that's right? going to help. The athletes to get uh, 
like I say, like rewarded in mm-hmm. a way that they, you know, they deserve it, you know, because at the end of the day, man, we put as much work as any other professional athlete and we just don't get it, the return as other sports, you know, and we do it for passion. I think that's, you know, very admirable. But, uh, yeah, if, you know, if that stuff is uh, making the athletes getting paid more and stuff, that's good. I just would like to see something kind of like in between, not so much where it becomes kind of like wrestling, you know, and, and I respect that that's how they do in wrestling. That's how that's the culture there. Uh, but that's not the culture, I feel like, in my sport. Nice. Well, I really appreciate you giving your perspective on that because if, especially somebody who has so much experience of living in these different cultures, of, of living in these different worlds of the different sports as well, have a lot of experience, having somebody like you offer your opinion on that is great because it's definitely – it's a – a hot topic in jiu-jitsu lately right about the way that people conduct themselves and the way that people talk so but and then there's pans coming up pretty soon as well do you have any teammates competing at pans next month uh yeah there's some some friends of mine competing i'm not going to be going to pan ams uh because of my training and everything but that'll be interesting man you know that'll be a, I, I mean if i always watch on, on flow the fights after so We'll see what happens, you know. I haven't seen you in the gi for a while, right? That's right. I think. When was the last time you competed in the gi? I think the last time I competed was last year. Yeah. Oh, no, not last year. 2018. Yeah. Worlds, right? I think it was either Worlds or World Series of Grappling or something like That's that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, that is a while ago. Yeah. So, it's been a while. Are you still training in the gi? I do occasionally, but occasionally, not yeah. not so much as I did before. No. It's not your focus right now, right? No, but I I mean I grew up training the gi from the moment I started as a kid until I was a black belt. I would train the gi every day. That's that's my like that's where I came from. And I think that's where my roots are on. You know, uh, but I feel like in the last three four years I maybe uh, got more committed to the no gi scene. And I feel like now there are two different crowds. Yeah, you have the gi oh, yeah. guys and you have the no gi guys, and then there are small percentage of guys that do both. But yeah, I think I think that's it. What do you think about the way that the gi game is developing then? Because it's like you say they've they've kind of diverged, right? So you have like this real strong no gi scene, and now you have like the the gi guys. Um, you've been more involved in no gi for the last couple of years, but do you still follow what happens in the gi? world do you still watch the athletes coming through and kind of look at the new techniques that are being developed yeah i do i watch some matches for sure uh, i can't say like i sit there and watch every match i wish it was like that uh, it it was never me i was never like oh i'm gonna watch every single match but i can always appreciate a, like a, a good match a good jiu-jitsu match like it's like a chess game man you know i like that so maybe we'll see you back in the gi one day but not for a maybe, while right not for a while yeah Awesome. Well, man, Yuri, it's been pretty awesome to have you in here today. It's been really interesting to find out about this progression in your career and the way that you know things are moving for you. Uh, just you know, I wish you good luck in MMA, man, and Thank you. really hope that you you do what's keep us posted. Yeah, man. You know, we want to report on that. So but fly that you know, flag for jujitsu, man. That's what we were interested in, right? I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, and we will see you again soon for another episode of A Fistful of Cause.